0: The 785th episode on Purpose Kingdom Network. I am that girl, your girl, Adrian. Misunderstandings Allen. And as always, I got my co host with me, Chappies. And uh, we're going to hear from her in a little bit. My great, if you're listening via any social media sites, feel free to join us by dialing 319 527. 6091 and then when you get it then you can text it to about five or 10 other people or just send them the link so that you know your group of friends can be invited to join in um it's let's talk about it it's Monday night it's 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 right where we needed to be you are on this line for a reason you are on this line for a purpose now, this is the seventh episode of Let's Talk About. Now, I know completion is the number of seven and everything, but you know. When I tell y'all that God overstay, like he orchestrated every situation that we are in, every situation that we've been in, like the situation that we're in is a reason that we're in it because he loves us enough to try to push us through this, to make us stronger, to see what it looks like, because you got to do it like that. Kind of like, right, Toy? I don't That's know. That's it. Um, it, it. Like you tell him about it. seven. You know numbers. You do the number seven. <laughs>
1: Um, with the number seven, God, seven represents God's number of completion. When you look at the creation story, he created the world in seven days. There are seven major feast days that lays out the plan of salvation and God's plan for mankind. So seven is a significant number. Um, It's also the day that God rested. It's the day that God set aside for man to rest. We call it the Sabbath. And the scripture tells us that in the book of Genesis, I believe it is where it originally says it, that he rested on the seventh day. And you can find that, I believe, in the first and second um, chapters of Genesis. So, it, it seven is a significant number It it's people consider it a good luck number, but I don't believe in luck. I believe in God's favor. I believe in God's plan. I believe in God's will. And I believe that seven is blessed because as I said, on the seventh day he rested.
0: And how about everybody probably is looking for rest, don't understand why they can't find rest. Um, And they are hustling, bustling, trying to get, you know, that that dollar or that bag, as they would say. And uh, they are missing the Sabbath. Like, people work through the Sabbath. And um, I'm not knocking anybody that wants to take care of their family and all of that kind of stuff. But in order to really take care of your family, then you should really rest. You need a Sabbath. Mm -hmm. That's why God did the Mm -hmm. Sabbath. Like, the whole point of it was so that you can stop for one day and give reverence to God. Because if it had not been for him, you wouldn't have the ability to work that job or two jobs or three jobs. Or, you know. Mm-hmm. So the people that work and work and work and never have time to go to church, it's almost like, okay, I understand that you're working and working and working, but when do you ever give back? Right. Well, I do this. I do that, I do this, I do that, I do that. When does God get a chance to ever do? Well, if you're out there and you're listening tonight, 319-527-6091 is the number. Um, We are on Let's Talk About It, and it is the 785th episode on Purpose Kingdom Network, but um, it's the seventh show of Let's Talk About It, so we're going to talk about completion. Not saying that it's over, but how about it is done? It is finished. Mm -hmm. Do you know know what what? I mean?
1: It's funny that you spoke about resting and people not being able to find rest. Because what you don't really understand, what we don't really understand is there are certain things that our body requires in the physical as well as in the spiritual in order for us to rejuvenate, in order for our bodies to heal, and um, in order for our spirits to grow, in order for our bodies to grow. Most of that takes place while you're asleep. That's why if a person is injured, they tend to sleep a lot. If a person is sick, they tend to sleep a lot because it's while you sleep that your body is fighting off those infections. It's while you sleep that your body is doing most of the knitting of remending skin cells or bone cells or whatever it may be. Um, that's why little infant babies sleep so much because it is why, while they are sleeping, that their bodies begin to grow and that those changes take place that brings about growth and development. But um, what Sister Adrian just said that was so true is that people can't find peace. They can't find rest. They're chasing after all these other things, but you can't find that rest because you cannot have total rest if you try to have it out the source of it. You know what I mean? Like if there's a blackout, if if something happens at the electric company and the power goes out and there's a blackout, although yes, you can light candles and that will provide some light but it will not provide the same amount of light if, as if you were connected to the source of the light. In this case, it would be the power company. Well, it's the same in the spiritual realm. We try to love, but, and we experience to a degree some sources, some senses, some rations and measures of love, but we never really experience true love until we get hooked up to the source of love. It's the same thing with our rest. Isaiah twenty six and three tells us that thou, meaning God, thou wilt keep him, or uh, God will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on him, on God, because he trusted in God. That's the King James version. But y'all know me, I like to read it from um all of the different versions. I I love the message version because it gives though it gives us a clearer um understanding of what it is that the scripture is saying. Now the message version reads from the first down to the sixth. So I'm just gonna read the whole thing. It says, Um, at that time the song will be sung in the country of Judah. We have a strong salvation city built and fortified with salvation. Throw wide the gate so good and true people can enter. People with their mind set on God. God keeps completely whole. Steady on their feet because they keep at it and don't quit. Depend on God and keep at it because in the Lord God you have a sure thing. You have the surety of rest, you have the surety of peace of mind, you have the sure the Assurity of completion The assurity of completion Through Jesus Christ The word of God said he who begun A good work in you will see it Through until the end Of its completion So I just wanted to touch on that scripture I want them to think that we Was just throwing info out there At them I wanted to give them some Word to back up what we're saying Got to connect to cause that's, that's it. it. That's what
0: just talk about That's what let talk about it is really about because the point is we are we are the connection. We gotta be the connection, and and when I'm saying that is the people that are out there and you're listening. If you are on Purpose Kingdom Network and you've been on Purpose Kingdom Network. You are right where we need you are in position as you're hearing these other shows that are talking about being in position. We are learning every day. We strive to do better every day, but we got to do it together. There's Mm got to be somewhere. There's got to be somewhere where we're coming together so that we can really talk about some things we can, we need to talk about because, um, I know recently in the news and stuff especially coming out of the Philadelphia area that that's where we that's where we broadcast from so understand that we understand that these these issues are going on in other states other countries as what well. Maybe may not countries but other states definitely are dealing with the epidemic of what we have going on right now um, mm-hmm. I don't even know really what to call it. I I don't want to call it what I want to call it because it might not be right. That might be a misunderstanding with Adrian, and, and I'm not even trying to have one of them. You know, um, <laughs> not 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 on what not as w- on what's going on. I'd rather have right. a misunderstanding on how are we going to fix it. Let's talk about right. it. You know, because the first thing that everyone has to do is be able, admit or humble ourselves or swallow our pride or however you want to call it, we're going to have to be able to go to the place in our own lives where we have to wipe off the chalkboard. And when Mm -hmm. I say wipe off the chalkboard, there's a way that you just, Use the chalkboard, and you just smear the chalk, and it just goes away. But at the end of the day, you had to wipe off the chalkboard. And if you wiped off the chalkboard, as you wiped it down, it went from the, the white cloud of, of chalk that had been wiped in it all day, and then it comes back down to this rich green, Mm-hmm. And you're like, wow, that's the chalkboard. Well see. You kinda almost forget you, how they free. they almost
1: don't understand it. Cause you know, in today's era they don't have the chalkboards no more. Everybody got them whiteboards. But it's the same philosophy oh, yeah. as the whiteboard. It it's oh. the same philosophy. See, we you gotta excuse us. We sort of dating ourselves right there when we talk about the green chalkboard. You got to be in your forties or older to understand about a green chalkboard that when you wrote on it, the chalk got all over everything, and when you erased right. it, you used to have to stay and beat the erasers together to get the dust out of it, and you'd be covered yeah. with it. But the, it's you know the that, same was as the, that was a privilege. That was a privilege. That was a privilege. Yes, that wasn't a punishment. You know, that was good, considered a privilege. The Yep. They said you could stay and clean that chalkboard. We used to argue over who could clean the chalkboard and who could beat the erasers. And, you know, it, it's, it's the same thing today. We do have to get to that point where we decide that at some point we're going to wipe it all clean. But yeah. in order for it to work, for us to wipe it all clean, we all have to be willing to wipe it all clean. That's why I love when you Great. said in order for it to be fixed, it's something that we have to do together. It's something that we would have to unite and do. Because we yeah. can't do it if we got most of the board cleaned over here, but it's still a little corner over there that ain't nobody wiped it off, let alone even tried to clean it. But if we wipe it all clean with a fresh slate, with a fresh start, and I know somebody don't like that fact, or that thought to wipe it all clean, because this, they feel like, oh, my goodness, we wipe it all clean. That means we got to let go of what they did to us and what they did to us as a people and what they did to our ancestors. It doesn't mean that you forget what was done. It means that we say, you know what, we're going to start from right here and move forward. All of us, everybody. But in order to get to that place, you... The reason we can't get there is because not enough of us have Christ in us. A lot of us call his name, but that that's some Christ-like forgiveness. And unfortunately, it's a lot of people that call on the name of Christ that, you know, they call his name. That's about it. Ain't no power in it when they call it because they not calling on it for real.
2: But they <laughs> that like to be able
1: to say. Go ahead, I'm sorry.
0: No, I was about to say, that just reminds me of uh, when, the, when the demons were like, uh, okay, wait. Paul, I know. Even Jesus, I know. But who you? Like, what you doing? You mm-hmm. Who you? Like, oh, you do this too? No, no, no. You got to get your whole weight up so you can really come at me the right way because when you got shoddy, when you got shoddy face. Even the devil looking at you crazy. hmm You know? And it's like... No, so I just... When you said it, it just made me think of... There's so many people that represent supposedly what God is all about. And they are actually so not the representation of what God is and who God is and what he had intended for any of us to be like. And it's a shame. It right. bothers me sometimes because... It bothers me because... Those are the people that get the attention. Even though I don't know why mm-hmm. it bothers me, because everybody that does anything good, they don't pay attention to it until you do something bad. Like, you could be as good as you want to be, and nobody cares about you until you do something stupid or dumb or bad, you know? And then now all of a sudden, people know you because of the dumb thing that you did, and you're kind of embarrassed about it, but that that bad thing is going to make it good. You know, that's why when you see the people stand up and the people say, well, what the devil meant for evil, God worked it out for my good. You know, mm-hmm. and, then, and then people people don't understand what goes on when you are a true believer and you walk with Christ and you, and you try to love on people the way that Christ loves on you. You know what I mean? Because I definitely know. Definitely Mm -hmm. that he loves on me. Because at the end of the day, I remember somebody told me that, you know, you will always get blessings because all you do is give them. I never thought about it that way. He told me that Mm -hmm. he said, every time I see you, you are blessing someone else. So that means you might not even realize that you are being blessed. But every time you give a blessing, you should receive it. And now, well, it's about, as, you know, go ahead. It goes back to it's the about philosophy because I know it's about of reaping
1: and sowing. It goes back to the philosophy of reaping and sowing or planting time and harvest time. If you're constantly planting blessings, at some point you're going to get a harvest of blessings coming back at you. If you're always planting negativity and criticism and this, that, and the other. At some point, that's what you're going to get a harvest of coming back at you. So it goes back to that season of planting and harvesting. And the, the scripture you were talking about is actually Acts 19. Um, and it starts around like the 13th verse. And basically, it was a man possessed by demons. And it was some Jews in the neighborhood that felt like, oh, you know, Paul and Peter and them, um, they playing the game. They're magicians. It's some kind of magic trick. So we going to try it at their game. And then some of the high priesthood around there was like, well, you know, they were busy trying to prove that the believers of Jesus were fake anyway. So they decided they were going to exercise this demon and they went into doing whatever they were doing. At some point, the demon spoke back and was like, yo, Jesus, I know I'm Paul. I know, but who are you? And that's why we have to be careful when we're dealing with people, even when we're dealing um, with people in the spiritual realm, there has been times where people have said, Oh, I want to pray for you. I'm being led to just lay hands and pray for you. And there have been times that I've had to say thank you, but no thank you. We have to be careful. This spirit realm is real, and we take it for granted. We think that the only thing that is real is what we see um, in this reality, and what we need to understand is that the truth of the matter is the most fakest stuff around us is what we see in this realm, in this dimension, on this side of dying. It's just shadows of what is to
2: come.
0: I like how you, you know, say shadows. I call
2: insults. How
0: about that? hmm Shadow is a nice way of putting it. I'm calling them straight insults. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I don't like oh, it. Oh, no. What, I don't like what I,
1: mean by, I don't. What I mean by shadows of things to come, I mean when we see in this world, like we talk about the houses that we live in now these houses that we live uh, uh, in now are just shadows of the mansions that god has in store for us now what do they look like we don't know but we know he got something waiting we know what the word of god tells us it looks like but the rest of it you're right it is insults it is put down and unfortunately i said it before i'm gonna say it again We as believers in Jesus Christ, for the most part, have become a bunch of pups. We're scared. We we hide behind the walls. We hide behind our church walls. We hide behind the Bible. And we're scared to speak up when we should speak up. And then when we should be quiet, that's when we're doing the most talking.
2: Hmm.
1: And then we're talking, and we're not talking the word of God. Like, it's okay to complain, but at some point, when do you apply God's word to the situation if you are truly a believer? It's okay to say that something's getting on your nerves or people are getting on your nerves or situation is frustrating you. Look at Job. Job lost everything he had. He lost everything, his wealth, his wife, his children, his home, his health. He lost everything. What did he do? He snatched his clothes off. He screamed. He howled. He threw ashes all over his body. He threw a spiritual temper, t- temper tantrum. But at the end of it, what did he say? He came back to a place of praise. He said, The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He got back to that place of praise. He put word on his situation. And although it took some time, look at how God blessed him at the end. We keep saying we believe, but we don't want to apply no words. So what is it that we believe in? We I mean, you we said believe. it right
0: there. You said it because they that, waiting it. on the end. And you can't really wait for the end because then it'll be over. Or it'll be too late. So it, it What go, we're looking it for is back. the gratification of it. And because we because we need the tangibility of it, we're waiting to see something as opposed to knowing that it's already going to be done
1: but and it goes back to what I just said also, because, like you said, they're waiting to see the end. but you have to remember, if we're believers, we walk by faith and not by sight, so we're not supposed to walk waiting for it to be done. We're supposed to walk as if it is already done. The scripture says faith is the evidence of things hoped for. No, I'm sorry. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen. The fact that it says it's the evidence of what you do not yet see means that what you do not yet see is definitely coming. For for that believer, that true believer in Jesus Christ, it means it's definitely coming and we have to walk as if it's coming. Why don't you have your house yet? Because you're not taking care of the room Jesus got you in or the apartment Jesus got you in. Why don't you have your husband yet? Because you're not walking like a wife yet. Why don't you have your wife yet? Because you're not walking like a husband yet. Why don't you have your children yet? Because y'all aren't walking like parents yet. You have to begin to walk it. If you're in the church, you hear uh, le- spiritual leadership. They always say, first you do the job, then the title follows you. But they always say the title follows you. They They tend to see you doing the work, and then you get that title. Well, it's the same in the spiritual realm. When God begins to see us walking as if we already have it, That's when it comes to it. I use my mother as an example all the time because to me right this second in my life, that is one of, one of, I say, the biggest miracles that I had experienced was when the doctors eight years ago was telling us to get our family around because according to them, she was leaving here. They had on life support and the whole nine yards. But no matter what they said, no matter what it looked like, I kept saying, "Mm -mm, God keep telling me this ain't under death. And if I don't accept what you're saying, she going to get up from here. And that was the stance I had to take when my family was saying, cut the machines off. She never wanted to be like this. I had to keep holding on to the word of God. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. This sickness is not unto death. She shall get up from here. And here we are eight years later, and my mother, bless God, is still here. So it comes back to being able to apply the word of God to our situation. And like I said, we don't do it. We're waiting for him to show up instead of realizing he has already shown us. We're waiting for him to get here, and we don't realize he's already here been here, been you here. Figure
0: out that you've been walking passing for so long and not paying attention for so long and now things are getting heated and now you're paying attention to things that are now completely out of whack like um, if you're just joining us you're joining you are listening to let's talk about it it's the 785th episode on purpose kingdom network um I'm Adrian. Misunderstandings Allen, and that's Chappie, Toy Daily. Um, We're out. We're just talking about it tonight. Now, the, the, we do have something that I really want to talk about, and I knew that I needed to talk to Toy about it first, and then we could talk to Chappie because <laughs> there's a video that is going around about a young lady who is at a job interview. Now... <laughs> I don't know if it's real, like if this young lady really, really, really went in there and really, really, really said these things and they taped it or they put a nice little spoof together to make it just seem like that, regardless of the fact. If it were to happen, Tori, you heard me. I said you know. I want to talk to first. And then Chappie. So, Detroit. When this young well, lady one. is talking to this interviewer as if she's talking to her girlfriend, on the phone, nonetheless, to the point mm-hmm. where when the lady said something about a job, she said, well, you hiring, right? I spent my last $5 out, I spent my last $4 on a 4-for-4 four four and then took $0.75 cent in my gas tank to get here. So I really hope you going to hire me because I'm broke. The lady said, did you say you're broke? She said, yeah, I'm broke. That's why I'm trying to get this job. <laughs> so then the lady asked her about, Reference like things that you've done before, previous work experience. Mm-hmm. He said, "Well, me and my baby daddy, we used to flip cars, but then I start messing with his brother, and then his brother did something else, and then I start, and then I ran off with the plug, and then I ran over the plug oh. two times, and then <laughs> wait a minute, you know, the ladies like the, the plug. Ah, please tell me." <laughs>
1: The the sad, the sad part is, as you said, I pray, I haven't seen it myself as of yet, but I pray that it was a spoof and that it's not true. The sad part is when you look at young people in the workforce today, and it's not all of them, but it's a good amount of them. Um, they have not been properly trained to be in The workforce. They haven't been properly trained to be in customer service positions. And for um, people who don't know what I mean when I say customer service, I don't just mean sitting on the phone somewhere talking to people. But if you are working at a McDonald's and you at that cash register, you're in customer service. If you're working in the Store, and you're like a, a clothing store, and you're one of the floor salesperson, you are in customer service. And unfortunately, we have stopped preparing our young people for how, how do I say this? We prepare our young people for two places college or prison. That's it. We no longer prepare our young people for a future. We say, if you're not smart enough to go to college, then the streets are going to get you and you're going to go to prison. And that's what it's geared towards now. We give our young people a test when they're babies to determine in the next 10 years how many prisons we need to have built based on our statistics and the analysis of what these babies in third grade scored on the test we decide how many prisons and beds we need to have set up for the ones who didn't score whatever that percentile marking is, that's the cutoff point. Everything that would like we've taken um not not we've taken all of the trades out of the schools. There's maybe one or two schools that still teach trades in high school. There was a time that you could come out of high school certified. If you want college material, you could come out certified in a specific trade. It might be nursing. It could be uh, uh, with auto mechanics. It could be hairdressing. It could be electrician, anything. But you came out certified and ready to work in that field, able to make a living, able to make your mark, in society and able to continue to grow into your total adulthood. We don't have that for young people anymore. Now we have the real housewives of this and the real housewives and loving hip hop, this one, that one, and the other one and growing up hip hop. And we got everything under the sun except how to be a responsible adult. We got all the medications to drug you but no techniques to tell you how to cope and function. And that's where our young people are today, including in the spiritual realm. The word of God says, train up a child in the way they should go, and when they are old, they shall not depart from it. But we're not training up our children no more. Video games and TVs are watching our kids. Not because parents don't want to be parents, but parents got to work two and three jobs just to keep a roof over their child's head. Child care is so expensive they can't afford child care so it's it's another situation of wipe the slate clean. start from the beginning, start from square one, and some of it needs to go back to old school parenting. But you know, that's just toys opinion. Mixed a little bit with chappies.
0: <laughs> and so later we'll get we'll get the chappy we'll get the chappy version of that because I I feel you and you're but you write on and then it goes even it goes even deeper because within our development and within the 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 need to develop our children a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it it goes. It's so much. It's it's big. It's big. It's big. Because what we what we are doing and what we have allowed to happen is we have allowed by changing the language, by allowing these words, to, the new words to be formulated. And the reason why I say that is because now they're in a dictionary somewhere, so because you can actually find these words. So these words have meaning. Like they have put meaning to these words. Now they already have meaning, like in the world, you know. So think, just, just, just hear me out. So. If the world is teaching this language, and this is what they call the language that we communicate with, and this is how we do it, and this word means that, and this is that, and that's what that's intended, and then, you know, you get the inflection of what's going on by the words that the person uses. Everyone is learning this. But then there's Mm -hmm. somewhere, and we know that they are places that are not teaching those types of words. They're actually allowing the word to go through with the whole new made up meaning, which says that think about it, now we've developed and we're both grown, and you hear the word and go one way, and I hear the word and hear it and go another way. How mm-hmm. does that work? How can it work? So it's almost like, okay, I can't knock the fact that we have the ability to go above and beyond to make up new words for ourselves. Because we've always as the chosen always had our own type of language. We've always had a way to communicate without them. You understand? So I can't mm-hmm. I can't knock the fact that we are strong enough to have the whole urban dialect. But right. I have a problem I have a problem that it's like we gave up the American. We gave up the white, the regular. You know, as everybody would say, since it's a black and white thing, it seems like, okay, so if you're black, you're just black, and you ain't have no white. So it's like, okay, so it can't be a black and white thing. So he says all the time, it's got to be a right and wrong thing, because at the end of the day, if I open the door for you, you should say thank you. If you hold the door for me, I should say thank you. If you are walking in front of someone and you happen to walk past them, you might even say "excuse me." I mean, that's called just normal. Res- that's called normal response. You know, no, you didn't go above and beyond to do anything out of the ordinary, but you made eye contact. So instead of breaking a spirit, you allow a spirit to be given how you doing, how you, how you doing but do you know there's people out here that are listening to me right now that are cringing I ain't talking to everybody, I ain't got to talk to nobody but you sound silly because I feel you don't want to talk to anybody but how are you training your kids because now your kids can't talk to nobody excuse me your kids can't talk to anybody y'all know better
1: (laughs) well you know it's funny that you used words as your example or the English language because not funny like in the ha but funny like, uh, one of those things that I'd be like, okay, guys, you just so on point because there are so many different examples that you could have used. Um, but the one thing that you said is that we have been the the language language has been changing since the onset of language. Words have been changing since the onset of language. Um, However, words did not always change in their meaning. You you know, you would break a word off, you would get another word from a derivative of a word, but that word still meant whatever or had something to do with whatever that word came from. Um, But why is it funny that we now take words and we take words that once meant negative, nasty, hurtful things, and now people can say them freely. And some of us go, "Oh well, it doesn't bother us. It, it's not meant in that manner." Is because we have to remember that the Word of God tells us in Proverbs, um, what is it? Proverbs 18, Proverbs 18, and it's um, 18 and 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. What comes from our tongue? Words. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. That's the King James Version. The Message Version, words kill, words give life. They're either poison or fruit. You choose. At the end of the day, so now we're taking words that, Still come from that negative that hurtful that tear down spirit or word still has that negative meaning to it and now we're saying it in a joking manner in a loving manner so we say but we're still speaking death we're still speaking hurt we're, we're not speaking life we're not building up so we have to be careful with what we what we do that with we have to be careful with what words we change or what words we allow to be changed. Remember, the trick of the enemy is to still kill, and destroy. That's, that's his whole job. And he's not going to just always come up and make it plain that that's what he's up to. He's going to make us think that what we're doing is okay. And the whole time, we're slowly promoting death. The word of God, a scripture that always sticks in my spirit. The word of God says that there's a way to seem right unto man, but the ends thereof are death. Everything we say out our mouth, we have to be careful of because once we allow it to fly out of our mouth, that seed has fallen. And for some reason, Positive seeds don't take root as quick as negative seeds do. Yeah. You can speak negativity to somebody, and it'll grow up in their spirit within minutes. You speak positivity to them, and it takes years and years and years and years to take a to to get a firm root so that it can grow into the tree that it was meant to be. If it can get past the weeds of the negative negative stuff that has spread into that person. So it's important that we're careful. It's important that we think about what we say before we say it. It doesn't make you a punk. It means that you're wise. It means that you're beginning to walk in the wisdom of the Lord. It means that you're starting to allow him to put a bridle on your tongue. To control what you say. Because understand, just because you think it, don't mean you have to say it. I'm an amen that myself.
0: <laughs>
1: I am. I'm an amen that one myself. I she
0: understand. Said. Go ahead. No, no, no. Cause you, you, but go ahead, because you write in it. Right now is the time we might as well do it right this second because what you're talking about is it, it kind of all mixes in there. It, it blends all back in because, like, in the very, very beginning of tonight's show, it was about just knowing him, knowing him for yourself, mm-hmm. knowing knowing having that moment, that one moment, because it really is one moment
2: mm-hmm.
0: when you meet him. When you meet him for yourself, it happens in one moment. And then it is the best thing that ever happened. Now, yeah. someone out there that might not understand what it is that we do, how about you might call in every night just to hear because. Everything that you see is so devastating. But somewhere, somehow, you call up here, you call the PKN, and PKN is always feeling like good stuff. They put you to bed in a nice, cozy way. But you don't really dig it. You don't understand what it is, but something is pulling you. Understand that that mm-hmm. is that is God. That is God in its fullness. People don't even dig it like you are not going to change who you are, what you do, how you even do it. You are going to accept that you can't do it that's what you're going to do believing in believing in God and admitting that you are helpless without him is a big step for those people that are out there that believe that what they do is important or what they say is important or when they show up, they believe that they are important Um, until they realize that they can't get there or they didn't show up and everything went on without you, without a problem. Mm -hmm. That's when you realize, wow, you can be replaced. Why? Because God made us all in his likeness and his image. We all have something. When we realize that in order for us to have something and we learn how to give it back, then you will see God's word manifest in your life. But how about you can't see something that you don't know? And that's simple. You can Mm -hmm. hear someone tell you all the time what this says, what that says, what this says. Oh, yeah. And God said this and God said that. And go to church and you see the sermon, and it's got a little catchy little phrase to it, and you're like, oh, I'm going to write that down. You never write down the scripture of where it came from. You write down the catchy phrase. Mm-hmm. I dig it. I dig it. But at the end of the day, when you do have the moment of stop, resolve, rest, there should be a moment in there where you should be able to look at something, turn around, look into it, and just be like, I, I want to know, a little bit more about what that was. And then you go back to it, and then it's like you begin to you begin to walk through the Bible. And the reason why I say walk through the Bible is because it seemed like there was a lot of walking going on. Nothing happened fast. You know, um I heard a message today and it was about time. You know, and uh Everybody is so big on time, but if you give reverence to time, then you understand that when it is time, you wish that you had all the time in the world to do whatever it was that you thought you needed to do because you never really did it in the first place. You can't keep living like that and not even have your covering. And when I say not having your covering, I mean not grabbing the blood. Not taking this blood. This blood that was shed for you. The blood that you need, the blood that you that you grab onto, things are not right. When you gotta get out of the situation that you know you shouldn't have been in, in the first place, and there's no reason why you're down there, but at the end of the day everything works out, you get out, and the people that you care and love are not in the midst of it but it was all hell broke loose but we just thank God that you were close enough to know that you were in his arms to accept it you know and receive the blessings that God has we, we say it in the. we say it we say it so cliche and everything is so you know we, we, we throw the little jazzy things out there but it's nothing jazzy about it. It's nothing, it's nothing. It's funny because I'm trying to figure out, we're going to have to talk about that later one day. I want to know what makes them run so much. Like, I understand that you could be going through something. I understand that there's a mourning. I understand that, you know, there's a lack of something. There's a need for something. But when the presence of God is really really close to those that need it mm-hmm. a lot of them tend to run away from it i'm gonna tell you what makes them run. running to it oh and please i do. do i know you're gonna give them the salvation and call them and everything yes get, i am i'm right. gonna mix it
1: all in together And before I do it, I want to see, we have a caller on the line. Caller, I want to recognize that you're there. And we're going to bring you on right after the call of salvation. And I want to do it a little different today. Normally, I go through a a spill or a speech or usually, you know, speaking from my heart. But some people call it a speech. Some people call it a spill. But the Lord has been blessing me to read the Message Version Bible, and I just love the clarity in the way it states things. So I'm just going to read it from Romans chapter 10, because I really believe that it is still the word of God that saves. It is still the word of God that draws. It is still the word of God that delivers. So I'm going to read it, and I'm going to begin reading um, at the fourth verse of Romans chapter 10, the Message Version. And it says, the earlier revelation, and it's talking about the revelation or the laws that was given by Moses. It says, the earlier revelation was intended simply to get us ready for the Messiah, who then put things right for those who trust him to do it. Moses wrote that anyone who insisted on using the law code to live right before God would soon discover it's not so easy every detail of life regulated by fine print. But trusting God to shape the right living in us is a different story. No no precarious climb up to heaven to recruit the Messiah. No dangerous descent into hell to try to rescue the Messiah. So what exactly was Moses saying? The word that saves is right here as near as the tongue in your mouth, as close as the heart in your chest. It's the word of faith that welcomes God to go to work and set things right for us. This is the core of our preaching. Say the welcoming word to God. Jesus is my master, embracing it body and soul God's work of doing in us what he did in raising Jesus from the dead. That's it. You're not doing anything. You're simply calling out to God, trusting him to do it for you. That's salvation. With your whole being, you embrace God setting things right. And then you say it right out loud that God has set everything right. Between him and me, Amen. And then Scripture reassures us: No one will trust God like this, heart and soul. No one who trusts God like this, with the entire heart and soul, will ever regret it. He said he made it plain right there. That's what it's all about. That's why you hear us say all the time: We don't do this for a personal. I mean, about a church membership, we do this for a personal relationship, not for you to have a personal relationship with us because I don't have no heaven or hell to put you in. But you need to have a personal relationship with God. And the way he set it up was through his son, Jesus Christ. I don't care what language you call him in. If you call him Isa, if you call him Yeshua, if you call him Yeshua, if you call him Jesus, I don't care what dialect you speak. If you speak Spanish and say Jesus, I don't care what dialect you speak. That if you are truly calling on the name of the Lord, giving your whole heart to him, he will come in and set you right. It's exactly the same no matter what a person's religious background may be. I don't care what you're coming from. If you call on the name of Jesus today, he will come into your life today. He will begin to set you free. And it's as simple as just saying, Father God, Jesus is my master. I ask him to come into my life, and I ask him to begin to make things right. Between you and I, begin to make things right in me so that I am pleasing to you. In Jesus' name, amen. And then you just tell somebody. You just let somebody know, hey, I accepted Jesus as my personal Savior. And as soon as you do that according to God's word, you just heard me read it, you are saved. We welcome you to the kingdom of God and we're going to go into some announcements but first if we can bring that Carla on the line Carla are you still there
2: hello hello praise hey praise the Lord amen I'm so happy to hear you and um, uh, um, Adrian bounce off of each other about things that are very important in this world and um, you know you always manage to find a subject that uh you know, people understand why you know incorporating spiritual uh, life into the life that you have to lead will be uh, just as important. But also, I just wanted to say that um, oh, this is Antonio Vance from uh, Peripheral Vision, and I just wanted yeah. to make sure that um, everybody knows that I do support exactly. Have to admit what you said about. Um, uh, Kids being able to be taught life skills, if they can't get it in grade school because that's not how the school system uh, prepares them, then sometimes in college they offer um, a course, uh, a basic course in life skills. In other words, when they don't get it in uh, urban settings, uh, most likely in inner city school, then maybe mm-hmm. they'll... Uh, uh huh. Maybe they'll have a real basic prerequisite for them to understand that you know they need to take on subject matters of getting li uh life uh insurances and how to go about doing health insurances and keeping records of uh their uh financial basic financial needs and and just preparing preparing them for the work world because it's a shame mm-hmm. that. Uh, you're right. Going to college uh is the only thing that's thrust down the throats of the average urban setting kid. But not everybody make it through because it really was not meant for a huge percentage of them to really go in there and um come out smelling like a rose. Um, and they said that the prison systems have been designed for people who don't get the picture and understand that if they're not college material, as far as some people are concerned, that they uh, should be prepared for the job job force. And so it's important that some of these parents get the message and get out there and uh, if they can go to some of the school meetings uh, on the school board mm-hmm. level and let them know that, This is what we would like to have at least touched on, at least in high school. So when the next step is to go from grade school all the way through 12th, that this is something Mm -hmm. that their kids may need. So I'm happy to see that you all have brought that up and, you know, being able to keep up with the basic necessities of the world so you can make things even better uh, for your kids to, you know, understand that this is what you have to do in order to get a job. Since they swear down that we're getting so many people that are unemployed and in need of employment, um, having a school board be held accountable, letting them know that in their latter years of um, grade school, that it's not about just mm-hmm. the three R's, reading, writing, and rith- arithmetic. Anytime they can sit there and try to teach them sexuality and things of that nature and how to accept other cultures okay. that are newly incorporated, they can t- right. t- definitely teach them how to get a job.
1: That's so, right. thank you very much we'll Thank ahead,
2: you please. so much no, I was going to say
1: thank you so much Antonia for always calling in And showing your love and support And that everyone mm-hmm. that is Antonia Bass of Peripheral Vision She comes on the third Sunday Of every month right here on Purpose Kingdom Network Please join us tomorrow evening At 9pm uh, We will be on Purpose Kingdom Network with another episode of Purpose Kingdom right here on www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. You can follow us on Facebook, on LinkedIn, and on Google Plus at Purpose Kingdom. We are on Instagram and Twitter at Purpose underscore Kingdom. We um, are about to be going into archives for a few moments. So if you're listening, be the live internet stream you may want to call in right now the number is 319-527-6091 if you're listening via the live internet stream you will be getting cut off in three minutes call that number you can hear the conclusion of the show or feel free to log on to www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom and you can hear this show in its completion as well as all of our other broadcasts. Um, Sister Adria, as, as we were going into that, I had said to you I was going to explain why they run. To answer your question is they run because the the devil that has them, the devil that's in them does not want to release them. Now, some people run because God has blinded their eyes and heart and their hearts, but most of the folks that we see running, they're running because Satan has them and doesn't want to release them. But I pray this evening that God will hold Satan's day long enough to allow someone to come to the decision to accept Jesus Christ into their life as their personal savior. And I just believe that he's doing that this evening. So I say, hallelujah and amen. Sister Adrian. you got any closing remarks?
0: I would say amen. Amen. And amen. I'm done.
1: Amen. I'm with you. We amen. can, how they say it, we can drop the mic on that one. Everyone, have a Amen. blessed evening. God bless you. Thank you all for joining in. And thank you for joining us to talk about it. See you in two weeks.
0: All right. Jesus led. He raised me, he, I I will will lose. Lose. He me. I will not lose. He saved me. I will I lose. not lose. I, I will not lose. lose. Never want to tear down. I will not lose.